Welcome to the Monday Nights Podcast. Anchored in sobriety. We're a group of men building real connection and relationship. Going after the things that make us fully alive. If that's what you're looking for, you're in the right room. Welcome back. We're still here with Ken. I'm Eli. And I'm Shay. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, thanks, guys, for joining us again. So, Ken, I wanted to jump back in with you and talk a little bit about what you're doing now. Um, I know a lot of it, but we want to get the the word out and, and let the guys know. So, we touched on a little bit. You've ri- written a book recently, but in addition to that, there's a lot happening specifically in the LGBTQ community and what you guys are doing. So, I want to give you a minute to to talk through some of that, and we'll we'll dive into it. So, what are you what are you doing currently? What's what's happening in your life? Yeah, I did launch the the book recently. I've that was a dream for 20 years is to actually write the book that I needed in the Christian bookstore that I did not have. <laughs> right. And um, and what's the title? What's your what's the, the title of the book? Yeah, it's called The Journey Out: How I Followed Jesus Away from Gay. Wow. And yeah, you can you can get it at thejourneyout.me, but it's basically That is a, that is a brave title. Well, you know, I only spent about 200 hours trying to decide what to call that thing. But, um, you know, I've decided whatever people can say, whatever they want. That's what happened to me. I'm not yeah. telling anybody else what they have to do or what they should do. But there are, I talked to, I've talked to hundreds of people that an LGBTQ life did not satisfy and wow. they're looking for something different. They want a way out. And for those people, they should be able to get the resource that they want. So, Come on. excellent. Um, so I wrote the book, and it's it's my story plus fourteen of my friends who have wow. also left an LGBT life behind. Wow! And um, those are really rich stories. And then there's this uh, several years ago, like halfway through my men's group time, you know, I'm I'm needing to help guys with this as well. And it's like mine happened over such a long period of time. My my journey took so long. I'm like I had been asking Lord, how did you how did you bring me transformation, Lord? What what were the key elements so I can help other guys? And in that season, after that, I was in the shower one day and then I just got this download, just all these key words were coming to me. And I jumped out of the shower to write them down. And so it turns out that was the Lord downloading to me, really the discipleship process that he led me through wow. that culminated in my finding myself. And um, even really not experiencing much same-sex attraction anymore and having feelings for my wife. So so that's the that's really the backbone of the book is these six keys to um, to a new life that the Lord discipled me through. So that's really what the book is about. That's amazing. Well done in putting that together. I love how the Lord is so kind in that in in just saying, hey, you know, tapping you on the shoulder and saying, here's what I did. Let me lay this out for you and remind <laughs> you because it took so long. You forgot what started 10 <laughs> years ago. Here's the steps right. to give you that yeah. tool. And what a powerful tool is. Is it is it written in such a way that someone can, I mean, I, I'm, I know that it is largely encouraging and helpful for somebody who's struggling with mm-hmm. LGBTQ. They identify there, they want a way out. Is it also helpful for somebody who is maybe leading men or mm-hmm. wants to understand better how to minister to people in that? Is that, is it, is there yeah. stuff in there for them? It, there is, um, there's a couple of chapters actually dedicated to, okay, so what do you do when you've got a loved one that is experiencing LGBTQ stuff? You know, um, how do you, how do you deal with transgender situations or, you know, in your workplace, all that, 
Wow. You know, how can I love and not, you know, compromise my beliefs and all that kind of messy stuff. I talk about that. So um, that's in there. And then, you know, my, my best friend from college, you know, read it and he was like, Ken, I wish it wasn't so focused on, you know, he's like, no, what, you know, he loved, he loved what I did, but he's like, gosh, I, I've never struggled with this at all, but the discipleship process in here and just the testimonies are encouraging me <laughs> in my walk with God, because this is showing you I mean, God probably loves me this, this much too. I don't have to have that struggle to, you know, to, to be loved by God. It's the, the same, same process. So That's right. It, it really was. I mean, it's just a basic discipleship process, but it's just written through the lens of if this is your struggle, this is how you appropriate you know, what the Lord is needing to give you in those, in each of those areas. So, so it sounds like you should have, you should have written three books and released one <laughs> and then another a year later, two years later, and then you, you know, could have, yeah. Just yeah. Yeah. I'm at, well, I, I may at some point in the future, just kind of, uh, break it write out the book that for everybody. Yeah. That yeah. kind of is just not so focused, but, but anyway, I had to do that one in this season because this is such an People don't know what to think about this. And there's so many lies, too. I, I debunk all the lies, demystify just homosexuality in general, because the, I'm sorry, but culture has been actually blatantly lied to in wow. many different ways on this issue, and strategically. So the average LGBTQ-identified person is not trying to deceive anybody. They're just trying to find their way. They're, you know, right. they're, not, they're not bad people, yeah. but there are, there are activists— and there are there are government leaders and, and some different people in very influential places that have under pressure from activists, not from the average Joe, that have really done some heinous things and spread lies and misinformation. So wow. the whole thing about people are born this way and stuff, it is 100% not supported by any credible science. Wow. And the credible science is clear that... This is not matter of fact, if you're going to say that someone is born gay, then it would be more true than that to say that someone is born a divorcee or is born a cigarette smoker. Wow. That is more true than someone being born homosexual. Wow. So other, obviously no one is born a smoker, right? Right. Um, so, so, you know, just things like that, that we, that are clarified in the book and that can just kind of open our eyes to, okay, is it the loving thing to do to just go with um, wokeness and culture and just capitulate to, to what culture is saying is the truth for people. What if, what if the answers that culture is throwing out doesn't really meet the needs of people? And yeah. what if God has different plans for people's lives that are better than what they can find, um, in the LGBTQ community? What if that's not really meeting their needs? So yeah, that's all I, in I, there. I feel like in the last I don't know, 10, 20, maybe longer, however many years, there's basically been two messages. The world saying this, you know, you were born that way. This is who you are. Be proud of who you are. And, you know, don't let anybody judge you and tolerate everybody and accept everybody the way they are. And the church saying, this is a heinous, ugly sin. And if you're this way, you're not accepted and you're going to hell. Yes, so right. don't be that. Just, just, you know, do something different. Don't be gay. Uh, right. And there's, I mean, Obviously, it's not that harsh necessarily, and there's a lot of people in the last few years that are trying. But for so many years, for me in my perspective, I had no grid outside of those two extreme statements. There was no middle ground of mm -hmm. God loves you. It's just, well, God loves you. He doesn't love your sin. So you need to just stop that, stop being that sin. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, but there's no like, 
there's no way to navigate through it or love the person where they're at. Or, and I mean, it, I grew up in the church and there was just judgment. It was, it was this, right. you know, ugly thing that you hid and, and nobody really knew how to address. So to, for you to, to say, Hey, actually there's, there's a, there's an answer here and we can love them and we can talk through this and be really honest about it. Like, that's just a, a totally new mm-hmm. message and, and kind of approach to it. So that, that's, yeah. that's powerful. You're, exa- you're exactly right. I mean, the church has gotten, I mean, that's, that's why culture's in the mess that it's in really, in my opinion, is largely the church was silent on issues of sexuality in a season where people were starting to question and not know what to think and all of this. And so I, I'm glad to see that, you know, there are some, there are some positive movements right now, even though things have gotten darker in different ways, but at least more and more church leaders are starting to be willing to start to talk about this a little bit. And they're willing to not just be judgmental, mm-hmm. but to be loving, but loving is not, it's not the loving thing to do to applaud or celebrate someone's deception. Wow. You know, that, that's a, that's a weak, passive, attempt at love, but real love actually rejoices with the truth, according to first Corinthians. Come on. So yeah. we got to tell people the truth in love and really stop and listen and come, you know, inconvenience ourselves to, to know them and all those things. And, you know, we're, we're learning, that's why, um, that's why my ministry partner and I, Elizabeth Wanning, we, we, um, co-founded a ministry called equipped to love, mm-hmm. um, simply to help equip the church on, what should, how should the church be addressing this? What should they be saying? What kind of mm. groups should they be offering? What do you do when you have a lesbian couple start coming to your church? All those types of things. Um, that's what that ministry is that I co-lead um, is all about. That is, that is powerful. You, you talk about um, not reinforcing somebody's uh, deception or not, not, mm-hmm. you know, engaging in that. I, I mean, that goes, Obviously, in this in this topic, that's that's there. But that goes. There's a principle there across any right. Just wrong ways of believing about yourself that cause you to act out in a way that is not aligned with God's design for you, right? Like that that right. concept is real across multiple. And I, I've used the example if you're if you have a child and they are screaming in the middle of the night and you go in and they're afraid there's a monster under your bed, you can say, "Oh, shut up and go back to bed." There's no, not a monster in your bed, and you go away, and that's traumatizing, horrible, right? Like mm-hmm. they giving them information does not help them because they're scared. Yeah. But also sitting with them and saying, Oh my gosh, there's a monster. I'm so scared with you is not helping them because it's reinforcing this, this fear, but sitting with them and saying the fear that you're experiencing or the, the, the wrong way of thinking and the emotions of that causing or the acting or whatever, Mm -hmm. that's real. And I'm going to sit here with you and then help walk you through discovering the fact for yourself that there is nothing. Hey, let's look together. I'm here with you and I'm offering you strength. Let's find the truth. And that, principle I think applies. And I think that's the church saying, well, just don't be that. That's not truth. Knock it off is not helpful because somebody to your point, you know, the, the pastor that, that said, you're not gay as much as he was being, what you Mm -hmm. heard in that moment was that helps me zero. That gives me no, (laughs) you know, this is my experience right now. Like I need somebody to say, oh, that's what you're experiencing. I'm going to sit here with you and love you where you're at. Right and help you walk into truth, right? Totally. That can we I just want to end this whole thing right here after that. That was the best comment of the whole day for me. Like that's it. <laughs> that that polar those polar extremes of how we tend to deal 
with this issue is is so it's what got us here when we need to be like you said coming in and feeling it with them wow. and not just making a bunch of assumptions and giving our platitudes but actually walking with the person mm-hmm. and when we do that we actually give them all the things that they i mean homosexuality is pain homosexuality is a, a an intimacy breakdown yeah of all different shapes and sizes over half of the people were sexually or physically abused. Over half. Yeah. But what? even if they weren't, I can promise you there are intimacy deficiencies and breakdowns that happen. And when we come close like that, Eli, we, we offer healing to those broken areas. So good. I'll be really um, honest. When As a group leader Monday nights, in my first couple of groups, I had – um, a guy who, you know, my, my first guy who joined and he's, he, he struggled with same sex attraction. And I, I wrestled with this. I don't know how to handle it. I don't know what to do. And I faced for one, I got really good advice that I, I told you about. And like, why are you treating him different? I don't understand from one of the other leaders. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what to do, what, what to tell him. And he's like, I, I don't understand. Just love him and give him good homework. Like all the other guys, you know, and I thought, <laughs> Oh, you know, but also I had this, I wrestled with the Lord in, he, the, the Lord revealed to me that I was afraid of this. I, oh. I was afraid of this thing. I mean, guys come in the room and talk about hand jobs at massage parlors and prostitutes. And I mean, really, really heinous things, right. And, and bestiality and all kinds of stuff. None of that seemed to bother me, but somehow this thing mm-hmm. I was afraid of for, for some reason. And mm-hmm. I, and I was wrestling with it because I thought, I don't, I can't, I'm not going to be an effective leader if this is it. And the Lord the Lord told me in this moment of me just, you know, really wanting to, he said, Eli, I'm not afraid of this. I'm wow. not afraid of that. Wow. So, so you don't need to be, uh, it's okay. And that was this reassuring, oh, God is not, he doesn't see this person as more messy than anyone else or see, he doesn't see this actually. Like this is right. not what he is seeing. This is all me. So yeah. I can lean on that and get over it. And that let me engage in this level of, you know, connection and love and again, treat him just like any other guy in the room, what, no matter what he was struggling with. And it was, it was a massive shift for me to just embrace this is a man who's struggling with something and needs to be shown love from a man and yep. given homework and work through the stuff. So beautiful. We're socialized into our identities you know, yeah. we, it, it, we don't find our identity in a vacuum. And so the fact that there's a room full of guys that are willing to do, as you said, and offer that connection to guys like I, like me, that's how we do find our real selves. So good. That's really good. So you have the, your, what is it again? Your, the movement the changed is, movement. Yeah. The changed movement and equipped to love, right? Yeah. Yeah. So how can people get plugged into you and what you're doing? And, yep. um, you know, what, what are you doing? Are you guys doing, I know, I know you have a lot happening, but, but what mm-hmm. does that look like and how can people plug in? Mm-hmm. We, we walk with as many individuals as we can with the time that we have. So, um, on the, you can find that if, you know, anybody that's looking for like one-on-one kind of consulting that I do on the side, uh, you can find that at, uh, kenwilliamsministries.com. But we spend most of our time helping kind of equip the church, creating resources, things like that to educate church leaders on how do we equip a whole congregation of people to be a safe place for people, to be able to give the love that you're talking about. But we got pulled um, into a whole legislative world 
three years ago when California tried to pass a bill that would have banned books like like the one I just wrote, um, books, resources, conferences, any anything like that 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 you paid money for that was offering help to for people to leave LGBTQ behind would have been considered consumer fraud and therefore illegal. So wow. this would have been the only modern day example I know of in America where there would no longer be freedom of the press. You know, right. you you there would be books would be being banned because again there are act LGBT activists that are militant and vigilant that are stamping out any message contrary to theirs. And so it would have taken away books from people like me. You know, like I, w- I was suicidal, remember, at 17 years old as a minor. And, yeah. and so counseling would have been, uh, you wouldn't have been able, even as an adult in this, with that law, even adults would not have been able to go and get counseling to help them wow. deal with gender confusion. That's with, just insane. It's, it's insane. And so we ended up testifying, like there would be two people testifying for the bill and two, two people um, testifying against the bill. And I ended up being, um, you know, one of those people like to, to testify against the bill saying, no, no, you can't take this away from people to save my life. I've been married for, you know, at that point, 12 years to my wife and all that. So all of a sudden we got pulled into this. And so now there are bills all around the, the country and the world. The United Nations is pushing this, this type of oppression, taking away rights from people to determine their own sexual identity. In, uh, there's a province in Australia now that if you share your testimony of leaving LGBTQ behind, even in private to another person, you go to jail for 10 years if they turn you in and can prove it. Oh, so things are happening around the world that are so draconian, so oppressive, like we're talking Marxist type um, yeah. government on control scale, on a global scale. Yeah. And so now all, there's this movement. So when we t- we when that happened, we assembled um, thirty of our friends that mm-hmm. had stories just like ours. We went to the California Capitol on the day of a hearing about the bill. We printed books, um, the Changed Book, um, which you can find at changedmovement.com. and it's it was you know it's like fifty something testimonies of of people just like me, stories like mine, and we rallied on the Capitol steps like that. The press showed up. Um, it, it it went on social media. And so all of a sudden, this grassroots movement of all of these people with stories like ours started finding us and saying, well, that's my story too. I'm not a fraud. That's my story too. I, I needed the book. Yeah. It's my story too. And so now we have several thousand people and growing all the time in a private closed Facebook group called Changed Movement that have stories like ours and are journeying along together and um, kind of being a safe place for, for these people to continue to grow and and to you know to to learn how to speak out and share their testimonies in the place where they live and so like we're yeah. we're going to, to Washington D.C. Um, at the beginning of June taking a whole group of us and we'll be doing public airing on the, on the mall at the Capitol there sharing our testimonies and meeting with uh, legislators and things like that so um, anybody that wants to be involved in that can go to changedmovement.com or follow us on Instagram or on Facebook yeah. yeah. That's, That's incredible, amazing. Ken. Thank you so much for for everything you're doing. That is that is a lot, and that's a huge responsibility. But I, I feel like nobody is better equipped to to just to lead and and do that. And seeing seeing your journey, I mean, knowing you in the last whatever ten years it's been or so, um, and seeing you go through all of this and and just kind of step up and say, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit 
back anymore. I'm not going to let this happen. I'm going to do something about it. It's just is, is great is, is so encouraging to see and so impressed. So thanks so much for your time. Thank you for sharing. We're going to link everything, all the, all the links and stuff in the, in the description um, below so people can get plugged in and um, let's, I want to, I want to hear a year from now, the, the update on how the world has changed because of what you guys are doing, because it, it, it's literally that scale. You guys are, are rallying a, a global movement to, to push back and, and just stand for what the Lord can do, which is a, a beautiful thing and it's worth, worth standing for. So thanks so much, Ken, for your time. It's been great. Thank you guys. Love yeah. what you're doing. Bless you guys. You're amazing men. Thanks for doing this. <laughs> Thank you so yeah. much, Ken. All right, guys, have a good one and we'll uh, catch you next week. God bless. Mm-hmm.